Welcome to the North Country Fishing Report on KVFD 89.9 FM. Up-to-date fishing reports, conditions, and what's working now, straight from the guides across the Northland. Bonjour, welcome to Friday. Welcome to the North Country Fishing Report right here at KBFD 89.9 FM. I'm your uh, fishing report host, Dale Luganbill. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in to us today and this week. Welcome. Uh, it's not very fally out there. I mean, it could be a little cooler, and we actually, actually have a little warm up coming up. This weekend and into the beginning part of next week, water temps around the area are, I would say, definitely warmer than usual, or at least warmer than they could be. However, fast forwarding to the following week, much more seasonable uh, weather temperatures coming. So, well, with that said, I think the fish out there are kind of, they're picking up the bite, and I think it has more to do with uh, sunlight than it does actual water temperature because um, even with these warm water temperatures, fish are starting to make moves to their more stereotypical fall locations. The bites aren't necessarily, like the fishing techniques aren't necessarily falling into line, but the locations are. You know, with that lack of sunlight, some weeds are starting to die off, and that is definitely... um, impacting where you're finding fish so let's get into this week's fishing report i'm going to kick it off with uh, pelican lake up here in Orr, minnesota and the hot bite right now ladies and gentlemen and it's been hot for a couple weeks are the crappies they are on fire right now on pelican lake uh you want to target weed flats in the six to eight feet range uh, there's one particular spot which I don't, I'm not going to mention that uh, it seems the word has gotten out because there are multiple boats on it every day. Um, but I haven't tested this theory out. But I would, you know, fishing is one of those things about patterns. And if you can repeat those conditions elsewhere on the lake, it stands to reason that there should be fish there also. Uh, this is not a unique part of the lake. Uh, it's one of those things, word got out and people are just pounding it. But um, with that said, uh, harvest responsibly. You know, the limits are one thing. There's no size restrictions on crappies. Uh, but I would urge you, because we're getting some really nice ones out there, over 12s, there's 13s out there. Um, and I would just urge you to let those bigger ones go. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen crappies of this caliber come out of this lake, uh, so let's not knock it back right away. Let's let's let that continue. So, in my opinion, here's what I like to keep. I like to keep 10 and 11 plus inches. So anything 12 and under, so 10 to 12 inches, that's my keeper. Anything over 12, me personally, I let go. And with that said, I fished for them a couple times this past week. I didn't keep any of them because I just I didn't feel like cleaning fish. I had chili in the crock pot and there is really no need i don't need to stock up my freezer i just when i feel like a fish meal i run out and i catch some i have that luxury so so keep that in mind but the crappie fishing is fire and what's really working right now when you get on those weed flats you can anchor you control you can just drift if the wind is right but just a a beetle spin anything moving you know a small white mr twister small hair jig i've got a little underspin i don't remember who makes it um but a pink head white body 
I don't know that color really matters that well. That's been working for me, so I've found no reason to change it. But you just cast that out. Nice, slow retrieve. Sometimes, you know, if you can see those weed pockets, let it drop down into the pockets. And then, you know, just if you can see, you've got a good pair of polarized glasses, you can see your bait. It's one good thing with the white is you can see it really well, and all of a sudden you'll just see it disappear. A lot of times you don't feel anything, and that's that crappie sucking in that bait, and you want to set the hook right away. Um, otherwise, a lot of these crappies, when they're a little more aggressive, are coming all the way out of the weeds and just smashing it like a pike. So, you know, just that steady retrieve, and then you'll feel them load up on your, your line, set the hook, and, and the fight's on. Like I said, we've been getting some really good ones out there too. Lots of fish. I mean, it's it's pretty astounding. Um, there are bluegills mixed in as well. So if you want to catch them, I would say just um, drop down a size, a little smaller for the, for the bluegills, or maybe something a slip bobber would definitely work. You know, a, a small jig and a piece of worm or wax worm or even a small soft plastic, something like that. I'm sure you'll catch northerns uh, actually picking up piker in there. Um, not northerns, a sunfish. But there are some pike in there. And picking up a few bass, too, are kind of using that weed. So if I had to guess, I would guess there's some uh, bait fish using those weeds, which is why the entire food chain seems to be on these weed flats. Speaking of bass, um, they're kind of spread out right now, but they're definitely moving up shallower. So you get in a nice rocky shoreline. Um, what I found is not the super steep breaks, but something has more of a flat on it, a little more gradual. And then I'm um, still catching them on jigs, you know, football jigs, stuff like that. Um, but I'm really covering a lot of water. I'm not finding big concentrations of fish. I'm finding quality fish. And so what I've been doing is covering water, some sort of a moving bait, and swim jigs right now have been producing very well uh, in a white or a silver, something like that. And just that steady retrieve, you kind of want to be bumping those big rocks. The the bigger rocks are still playing a factor, though. You want, you know, if a big gravel flat, that isn't producing nearly as well as, you know, a flatter point that has some bigger boulders on it. They seem to still be um, relating to those bigger chunks of rock. And that goes for both largemouth and smallmouth. Um, haven't really seen any... And I'm kind of surprised by this. I don't know if maybe the crappies are just stealing the spotlight, but I've been expecting to see a walleye bite pick up. But I haven't really seen that. And I also haven't really seen people targeting them either. So um, it'll be interesting to see as fall progresses and we start seeing more and more people walleye fishing. And I, have a, I, I think once that weed patch dies off and those crappies spread out and maybe head over to deep water, if that's in fact what they do, I think you're going to start seeing people switch over to walleyes and we'll start getting some more walleye uh, reports coming in pike anywhere you find live green weeds you're gonna find pike and if that's what you're after chatter baits spinner baits a shallow running crank bait over the weed tops pretty much anything that flashes anything that vibrates anything that moves you're gonna find your pike so uh water temps are right in that 62 degree range i haven't really seen it uh fluctuate too much all around the lake it's been pretty consistent uh, expect that to remain, even might even uptick with this warm weather we're having. But then next week, as our low temperatures get back down there in the 40s, we're going to start seeing that water temperature um, start dipping down. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the fishing on the Pelican next week. All right, let's check in with our guides around the rest of the state and see what's happening. Touch of fall in the air, but yet forecast short term is going to be warm. Let's see if the fall big bite has kicked off. 
down there in uh, Malax Lake area with our good buddy, Captain Ryan Kelly with Laguna Guide Service. What's happening, Ryan? Big bass bite is on, Dale, without yeah. a doubt. It is in full swing on Malax, and it's been good for two weeks, but the last week to 10 days has been just off the charts. So That's we've exciting. been having a lot of fun on the lake. Water temps are still up there. You know, the nights haven't been very cold. Uh, it's cooler now, but it, it hasn't gotten cold yet. We haven't seen a frost. I would say water temps on the main lake are around 65, maybe even 66 degrees. And the fish just don't care anymore. They're, they they want to eat. <laughs> They're feeding. They're like, we don't care if it's cold. The days are getting short. We're going to bulk up. And they are just munching everything in sight so it's been an absolute riot on the big lake yeah they they know what's coming i mean it's got to be oh yeah a light level thing you would think right yes you know lower light the impending doom of winter you know they feel it they know it's coming so they're they're eating they're in full preparation right now We've got them a variety of different ways, you know, Ned rigs, tubes, jerk baits, uh, the Alabama, Minnesota rigs, whatever you want to call that thing. The umbrella rig, we've the been getting chandelier. them on lowers. <laughs> yes, a big goofy thing. Yeah. Uh, jerk baits, we're getting them on jerk baits. We had a day where we absolutely annihilated them on jerk baits. Um, they're eating a variety of different presentations right now. The big thing is, is just finding the correct structure. It's far more important than depth right now. We've caught fish. Um, we've caught fish in as little as a foot and a half of water where you could literally see them come out from behind the rocks that's just a little bit deeper than they were at all and come out and hit your bait. And we've caught them all the way into the 20s. But I'd say the bulk amount of the fishing that we're doing is in like that six, seven, eight foot of water out to about eh, 12 to 14 foot of water. That's where we're doing most of our damage. Big rocks, boulders, you know, same old story on the lax for the smallmouth. But there's some other areas that are holding them as well. And, you know, wherever you can find large scattered rock, that's going to hold fish. They like they like just being around the biggest rock in whatever that area is. But the other thing is high spots. So a high spot on a reef, even if it doesn't have a big rock on it, if it's just the, the tallest point on that reef, I'm finding them in some of those areas. And um, it's just, it's much, much more structure-related than it is uh, particular depth-related. So use your sight imaging, use your sonars, find find the good structure, find the high spots on the reefs, and go pitch at them. Are you finding schools of fish or, you know, kind of one, twos, and threes here spread out? No, there are definitely schools. Yeah. So you may find, like, a, a school on a high point. You may find a school on a particularly large boulder. But... <laughs> They seem to be more relating to the structure in most areas of the lake. There are certain areas on the south end of the lake where you definitely see big schools of fish. And they're relating to each other, and they move on and off the reefs. You see that at times in other parts of the lake, but the south end fish, certain reefs, they seem to do that more so than others. They're almost like <laughs> they have the local traits to that particular reef. But... um you'll see those schools when you mark them off of the edge of the reef. A lot of times they're kind of difficult to get to bite, but when they disappear, it means they're on top and then it's game on. So you do see some of that, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean the whole lake is doing the same thing at the same time. Well, it's a big lake. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of different things going on on that lake. Uh, how's the walleye bite been? 
Uh, we've been doing mostly smallies lately, but we've been catching walleyes while doing it in the same places. So I haven't been out deep in the last few days. I haven't been out to the gravel bars. I haven't been out to the mud flats. But I know that bite's going to continue out there if you're just trying to do the morning-evening thing, or for most people it's the evening bobber thing. Go out to a point on a flat, mark, mark a couple points on flats, and find one that has the most activity. Put a bobber and a leech or a bobber and a crawler on it. Same thing for the gravel bar. Drive around the gravel bar, go to the high spot, find the lower rock pile that's on the gravel bar, and put your bobber and leech or your bobber and crawler on it. You're most likely going to catch a couple fish that evening and very likely get a keeper too. What I've been focusing almost all of my effort on is in the shallows, and we've been getting kind of a mixed bag. We're getting walleyes on bass baits up there. But that's in like 6 to 10, 6 to 12 feet of water. A lot of times you're finding more walleyes up in the shallows than you are the bass. And uh, they're up there. There's a couple different ways you can approach them that are going to get better as we get later into the fall. Uh, The bobber thing has been working fantastic all summer up on those shallow rock reefs. But as we get later into the fall, you're going to see things like during the daytime, pitching swim baits, little quarter-ounce heads, four, three to four-inch swim baits, and... um, jigs and minnows like an eighth or a quarter ounce jig and just a big fat head or a big rainbow those will work really well for getting walleyes up there the other thing is trolling at night and we've got september full moon i don't know when it is but it's pretty bright out there last night trolling the crankbaits man from now on now until you know things start to harden up trolling crankbaits those smithwick rogues or rapala husky jerks Blue and silver, orange belly on a clear night, fire tiger on a dark night. Um, You really can't go wrong trolling those baits, and sometimes the fall action can be epic. And you can get them during the day doing that too, but it really comes alive at night. Hmm. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, just go, if you want to catch walleyes, just go bass fishing. That's that's what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, (laughs) kind of, like... Like, you know, we've been getting them. So when we're bass fishing, (laughs) you know, the limit's one walleye. So we get our 20 to 23 inches pretty regularly when we're doing it. And they kind of go in the live well and go in the frying pan. Yeah, there you go. So it's been, been, you know, kind of a a two-for deal. Yeah, it's kind of a... I like that. Yeah, <laughs> but that's dinner, kind of dinner been and consistent. a movie or dinner and fishing. I don't know what you call it. But. I mean, I'd say more times than not, uh, you know, you've given the report and you've found walleyes up shallow, even when it was hot, you know. like You know, and I, the, the stupid thing I did earlier this summer was we got to late June and I just quit going shallow. I'm like, oh, they can't be up there anymore. And then I went back to the same areas looking for smallmouth and I kept catching the walleyes. <laughs> like, why, why am I running all the way out to the flats? conventional wisdom says yeah and so from like the second or third week of july until now i've just been staying shallow other than you know if you're going out for the evening bite the weird thing is is that there seems to be a lull right at sunset on those shallow walleyes and i assume they pick things back up as it gets dark and you get into the night but um towards sunset we've actually had to find ourselves going out deep it's so backwards but i don't know That's, I wonder yeah. what's what's happening there. Maybe you got some. Maybe they're chasing schools of bayfish. I don't know. I'm just speculating. The, here. the, the walleyes <laughs> up on the reefs are eating crayfish. They're oh, puking okay. up crayfish parts all over the place. Oh, orange, wow. orange, uh, orange blotches all over my boat from them, and then orange parts all over the live well. So they're definitely eating crayfish. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. 
what if that was the molt, but who knows? Again, more speculation on my points. Well, that sounds like the fishing is hot and probably only get hotter as weather gets cooler, days get shorter. Give everybody your contact information if they would like to jump in the boat with you. It's Ryan Kelly. You can find me at fishlaguna.com. It's L-A-G-O-O-N-A, Laguna Guide Service. Outstanding, Ryan. Appreciate you. Good luck out there. Be safe. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bouncing from one end of the state to the next, go from Lax all the way up to Lake of the Woods and even potentially Rainy River. Mr. Aaron Phillippe, what's going on up there in the Northwoods? Uh, not a whole lot. Weather is still cooperating. We've had a little bit of rain here and there, but these nice, slightly cooler fall days are definitely a, a warm welcome. So. <laughs> I'd say the slightly cooler is the right term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still pretty. It's 72 up here right now. And yeah. So, yeah, it's a little unseasonably warm, but, you know, it's definitely cooler than what it was this summer, so it's pretty pretty nice. Yeah, I looked at the forecast. Uh, we got a few more warm days. Like there's a 78 on the way. I'm not thrilled about. However, in like the next 10 days, like by a week from this weekend, however you want to say that, now we're looking at highs in the lower 50s, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready. Yeah, me too. I'll be. Uh, I'm actually heading out to Utah elk hunting on Monday. I'll be gone for about a week and a half, and. I know I'm going to get my first taste of snow out there, so I'll be ready for it when I, when I get back home. But, yeah, it's, uh, I, I kind of like those 50-degree days. Yeah, same. I'm jealous about the elk hunting. Way to rub it in. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about that bite on Lake of the Woods. Uh, you know, the bite's getting better. Um, I wouldn't say we're in a full fall pattern jigging bite yet up here with your, you know, your typical jig and a shiner. Um, I have been doing some, though. Still a lot of fish coming on spinners and crawlers. Spinners and minnows have actually been a little bit better, but they are still biting on crawlers. Um, gold, gold pinks have been really good. Um, some of your oranges and even some whites and blues have been pretty good on the spinner colors. Um, we've been... Still kind of up a little bit farther north towards Garden Island, working around up here by night bridges, uh, you know, in that 23 to 27 feet of water. But uh, really, you're kind of catching fish in all sorts of depths right now. I was in 23 feet the last couple days, and I was jigging uh, the last two days, and the bite was pretty good when the wind was blowing. Uh, Color didn't seem to really matter, but as long as we had a chop, the fish were going pretty steady but as soon as that wind died and it sounds like a lot of people it was the same kind of pattern no matter where you were on the lake uh that the fishing kind of died when the wind did no matter if you were pulling cranks or spinners or jigging but uh we're still seeing water temps about 62 degrees and that jig bite really doesn't fully take off till you get down in the 50s you know upper 50s so it'll be coming here pretty soon but you're still catching them on cranks spinners and slowly starting to get the jig bite going here. So, kinda, and as we know, you don't have to go very far for that. You can yeah. spread out in front of the gap or kind of catch them how you want to. Yeah, um, yeah, you really you are right now. It's there's really no wrong way, and they're biting on all three methods still. Do uh, when they when that water temperature dips, do they move up a little shallower? They seem to. Yeah, they start to. You know, those shiners start to run to the rainy river and those walleye follow and there's a slight small little uh shiner run going on right now so like when i was out the last two days it was kind of a sturgeon uh walleye combo trip and we'd catch our walleyes in the morning and go for sturgeon in the afternoons and 
and we were just fishing out in front of the gap or out in front of Twin Island off a long point and 23 feet of water and and we were, a lot of fish marking a lot of fish and catching decent numbers of fish so any big so ones fish, um our biggest walleye we had the last two days is only 22 inches um however our sturgeon actually our two biggest sturgeon came walleye fishing that bit on the jig so that was a that was a fun <laughs> half hour fight for my clients yeah. so gotta have that drag set right for that yep yep that was it was a 25 to 30 minute fight i would say for uh both uh both the sturgeon that we did catch on the walleye gear and they were 40 and 41 and 41 and a half inches so i mean not huge but still really yeah. nice sturgeon to catch on walleye gear and they got a good taste of it especially when they're you're driving up from arizona so not not big but, in sturgeon terms, but certainly big on walleye gear for sure. It is. Did yep, you have absolutely. to? Did you have to kind of chase those fish down a little bit? I didn't have to. No, there's okay. times in the past where I've had to. Luckily, this time we didn't. We just kind of played and kept walking around the boat in circles. So, yeah, and uh, I wasn't the only one catching sturgeon that day on walleye gear. There's two other boats around me that also did the same. Did they go airborne? Uh, one of mine did. Yep, one of mine went fully airborne. <laughs> That's so, so fun. that was that was always fun to see. It yeah. Kind of predict it when you see your line starting to flatten out. You're like, oh, it's getting ready to jump. <laughs> I always try to have the camera ready as as quick as I can, especially early in the fight. But heck yeah. Um, and then I've had a lot of sturgeon fish since a lot a lot of sturgeon trips since the last time we've talked. And sturgeon are full in the river. Anybody looking to come up sturgeon fishing, they are. Chuck full in the river. I've been averaging 12 to 14 a day. Um, that's wow. pretty much been steady numbers the last couple of weeks. Um, a lot of big ones, but have I caught the big ones? That's another story, but they are <laughs> jumping all around us. But there's a lot of, lot of small ones up to that, you know, mid 40 inch range. I've been catching a ton of. So the big ones are there. Just haven't seemed to connect with, with one quite yet, but they are definitely in the river. Are you just anchoring on some sort of current break or seam? No, I find hole. I find a hole. I go through it. I make sure it's a nice, clean hole in the river, and uh, I set up on the top side of it. Right now, uh, a two-ounce no-roll flat weight is all a guy needs. There's not much current at all. So a two-ounce flat weight, a couple of night crawlers on a, a four-odd hook, and, and you're uh, you're good to go. Cast it back kind of in that hole and keep your line tight and wait for them rod tips to start bouncing. So. You find uh, crawlers work better than minnows? Uh, yeah, for sturgeon. Yeah, okay. sometimes I'll tip them with a uh, shiner in there, but they fall off kind of easy. Ah, but there you go. But uh, but yeah, the crawlers, you know, do do hold up pretty well. But you know, we we caught bass, we caught walleye, we caught sauger, and eel pouts the last few days or last you know couple weeks out sturgeon fishing as well. So a little bit of everything bites on the sturgeon gear, but there are a lot of sturgeon in the river in the fall. It's just as good as spring. I, I would say you actually probably catch more in the fall, but maybe your quality is a little bit better in the spring, it seems like. But what? you definitely catch numbers in the fall. Less people targeting, I would think. Way less. I don't have any competition. <laughs> I think I've seen two other boats uh, just this, in the last two days now, and I've been up there, uh, I've maybe seen two other boats, sturgeon fishing. Everyone's kind of walleye fishing. All right, well, if you, anyone out there in uh, Radio Land wants to get on some of that action and uh, jump in your boat, how do they do that? Yeah, give me a call, 218-452-0612, or you can check out truenorthfishingmn.com and all my social media and co contact info's on there as well. All right, great report. We appreciate you, Aaron. Good luck out there, Thank and you. be safe. Thank you. You bet. Bye. Yeah, bye.
moving back up here closer to the home waters let's uh run over to lake vermilion see what's cracking off over there walleye fishing on the west end of vermilion uh it's been decent this week and that's uh niles bay wolf bay norwegian bay basins walleye walleyes are found in loosely scattered pods of several fish mostly in areas over hard pan or mud bottom uh, similarly, walleyes are also being found in shallow but and deep water, so they're they're really spreading out. And the walleyes in the shallow water, your depths are 12 to 16 feet over sand or gravel. Uh, search the flats adjacent to main lake mud basins that contain summertime structure or that held fish in the summertime. If you have side scan or 2D sonar, you can work these flats until the fish are found, and then use spot lock sit over a pot of fish uh, using a quarter ounce Northland Fireball jig tipped at the minnow or number seven Rapala jigging wrap, and uh, you can get just rip that pretty aggressively. You can get some of those fish to to trigger. Uh, if you prefer to troll the gravel flats and you want to cover ground, use a quarter-ounce Lindy rig with a number two hook and a green bead and minnow to find your walleyes. Uh, the fish they found were in deeper water. Search the edges of summertime structure in 26 to 30 feet of water with that kind of rock to hard pan area. The fish caught in these locations were still found on the gravel side of the transition zone. Walleyes that are found over deep water or on mud were mostly hanging on the edge of that deep main lake basin in areas that are 2 to 3 feet deeper than that surrounding basin, so like in 27 to 31 feet of water. Uh, think the same locations you caught walleyes in early spring and then start by working those areas. They will continue to improve all fall as water temperatures drop. Fish both the edge of structure and the edges of deep holes with those jigs, lindy rigs, snap jigs, and minnows. Um, some walleyes are still being found roaming around that deep mud as well in 26 feet of water plus, but no relation to any sort of structure. They're just kind of moving around. Again, uh, for pike, not much change in pike fishing this week. Pike on the west end of Vermilion are still being caught roaming over suspended windblown main lake basins, shorelines, and over those main lake basins. Most successful pike was found in days with clouds and a strong wind, which uh, posed the most aggressive bite and pushed bait fish into the shoreline where trolling was more effective. Uh, troll that windward shoreline, 13 to 18 feet of water, keeping your bait suspended around 7 to 10 feet. Uh, troll your baits over the steep edge of the shoreline, and that, uh, that'll get her done. Bass on the west end of Lake Vermilion got a little tougher this past week. A largemouth were caught, were found just off the deep edge of what was the remaining weed edges in 13 to 15 feet of water. And they'll that they kind of transition out roaming shallow mud basins. Uh, largemouth are caught on 3/8 ounce weedless green pumpkin jig tipped with a craw, chunk and dark green or black. Wacky rig Senkos works and even got some on the Rapala DT12s in a bluegill color. Best days for largemouth, seeing a high sun that would warm the water temperatures up just a few degrees by the afternoon. Smallmouth were found over sunken rock points and fingers spanning out from shore and roaming deeper shoreline drops. Look for sunken points that range from 14 to 18 feet of water that emerge from shore or main lake locations. Fish these locations with a 3-8 ounce blade bait in silver or red. For deeper shoreline drops, look for areas that quickly drop off into 20-plus feet of water and have heavy rock cover on shore. Fish these drops with the Rapala X-Rap and Twitch Reel Paws fashion, and that'll get your smallies to, uh, to bite. We might see some tougher fishing as water cools, they say. kind of disagree with that, but we'll see. 
Crappies on the west end of Vermilion once again had a good week. Crappies are found suspended over 24 or 30 feet of water. So they're over the mud basins in that deeper water. The fish seem to be hanging at 18 to 20 foot mark in those locations. And the easiest way to find these fish is to utilize your panoptics, if you have it, in the live scope, forward-facing sonar. However, fish can still be found and caught without that uh, fancy technology. You control a line with number five Rapala shad wraps in the areas until you catch a fish or you see a school on your graph. Mark that location and go back over those fish. And then with a quarter ounce jig tipped to the minnow, fish it vertically while always keeping your bait above the fish. Uh, fishing can also be done with strictly artificials as the water cools and the crappies get more aggressive. There is your fishing report for the last week of September. A little warm, but we're moving into cooler weather next week. I am here for it. I cannot wait. Uh, fishing seems to be good. So be safe out there. Good luck, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been the North Country Fishing Report on KBFT 89.9 FM and online at kbft.org. From the Boys Ford Band of Chippewa, Gigawabaman, Mino, Gigu, Nikkei. See you later, and good fishing.